Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven Lizzie Tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we 
are celebrating our 300th episode. Is it really our 300th? Or yeah, is it like 300th our 700th? official episode-ish, whatever. <laughs> but babe, Steve, it's 2017's King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Oh I've been waiting for this since 2017. <laughs> this is such a huge occasion. We are not alone for this one. <gasps> uh, with us is first time viewer of this movie, Eddie <gasps> Pink. <laughs> There we God go. damn right he is. Hey guys, how you doing today? Great, great, great. And I'm sorry, Eddie, where are you from again? Yeah, I am actually the host, one of three, of the Bloody Bits Horror Show, which is a weekly delve into everything related to horror. You can check us out at bloodybits.com. Nice. And I'm sorry, you said three hosts now. Hey, that must be new. That's correct. As of this month, actually, we've expanded, so it is always me. Your uh, host with the most, Eddie the Axe Jefferson, joined always by Tim Yobo. Uh, he's, he's the other side of my coin. And now the third wheel, Candace. Yay! <laughs> Excellent. And we don't want to confuse that with Bloody Lady Bits, the horror podcast. No. <laughs> oh, God. We should do like a, a swap. Uh, have Tim Yobo on that podcast. I'm sure that goes over really well. These Some bloody lady bits. That's got something to do with a pussy. Yeah. He's going to rate and review the horrors as they come through. Yep. Yeah, she's a four. Right. <laughs> that oh, fucking so he... redhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, buddy, this is your first time watching King Arthur: Legend of the Sword. Oh yeah. Uh, and did you did you watch it alone? Did you have a little little sax music playing in the background? I did. I did watch it alone. Actually, I was going to watch it with my wife, and then I realized it was a two hour long movie, and I said, you know what? I am not going to saddle her with a two hour movie. That is, um, I'm just going to say, potentially of dub- dubious quality. Uh, we have two children, so we don't have a lot of free time. But I don't know. I don't want to spoil what my thoughts are on it just yet. All right. All right. Well, let's get a little background into this. Uh, well, I guess, babe, I mean, we saw this one in theaters. We did with my oh, mother. That's right. Oh. My mother loves King Arthur movies. And so we decided to take her to a premiere before it was even in theaters officially. That's right. And uh, what, what did she think? Oh, I remember when we were leaving theaters. Like, Mom, what did you think of this? She was like, it's not what I would have done, but... The young man was very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to my mom who'll watch anything with a good looking young man in it. Hey, hey. good for her. <laughs> uh, but of course, this movie comes from writer director Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he's been on our podcast before. I know, spoilers. <laughs> he, of course, wrote Lock Sock, Two Spoken Barrels, mm. Snatch, Swept Away, Revolver, Rock and Rolla, Man from Uncle, This. Aladdin, what? Uh, the Gentleman, <laughs> and most recently, of course, Cash Truck, aka Wrath of Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, some Sherlock Holmes movies. He directed those in between too, but I don't think he wrote those. <laughs> oh, oh, Cash Truck, oh Wrath of Man. <laughs> but that's not the movie we're talking about. Oh no. Oh, let's talk about the people who wrote this movie though, because it's it's an interesting uh, rogues gallery. Uh, screenplay by Joby Harold. Who's he? Uh, or she even. I don't know. Joby, J-O-B-Y? Eh, it could, could be either. Uh, they wrote Awake, 
this army of the dead is his favorite uh and now they're doing the obi-wan kenobi series and coming soon transformers beast wars wow well, i hope they've got some pregnant women in it otherwise there'll be no strong female roles i mean we'll looking see. at you <laughs> uh screenplay was also by lionel wigram uh, who did the sherlock holmes movies man from uncle and this and the man from uncle sequel apparently coming soon Oh, I'm not I'm mad about that. All right, but also written by David Dobkin. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, he wrote The Ice Cream Man. Yes, Clint Howard's Ice Cream wow. Man. Wow. Uh, Jack the Giant Slayer, R.I.P.D., The Judge, mm. and this. So only gold. He only mm. writes gold. Uh, but he also directs, including the music videos... One, two, three, four, something new by Coolio. Everybody knows that one. Oh my. Uh, some Elton John. Shanghai Nights. <gasps> Wedding Crashers. Fred Claus. The Change Up. Uh, he's the one that directed The Judge. Three episodes of Into the Badlands. A bunch of Maroon 5 music videos. Eurovision Song Contest. The Story of the Fire Saga. <laughs> oh my. Remember that with the Will Ferrell, Rachel oh McAdams one too. And coming soon, Wedding Crashers 2. It's a pretty, all right. a pretty accomplished group, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah all over the place. There's some range here. Ice cream man. And, yeah. Gold. Uh, and of course, Charlie Hunnam starring as Arthur, pre-King Arthur, we'll say. Uh, Astrid Burgess Frisbee as the mage. Mm. Uh, Jude Law as Vortigern. <laughs> oh. oh, Jude Law. Possibly his greatest role. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. Maybe two better roles now. Uh, Academy Award winner Jiban Hanzu as yeah. Bedivere. Former Hulk Eric Bana. <laughs> yeah. Aiden Gillen, Freddie Fox, Tom Wu, Annabelle Wallace, and a cameo from a football player, but we'll get to that one later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so we start off and we get some. Uh, well, super hold on, real quick. Oh, oh. Two oh. things. One, Eddie, are you familiar with King Arthur lore? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Because I, before we started this month, I thought it was relatively like well-informed. And then watching it, it was like, oh, nope. I think I can, I, I mix it and all of the uh, Robin Hood tales all together in one big bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they do have <laughs> some similar. similarities, yeah. Yeah, we also watched Excalibur for the first time earlier this month. And yeah. that, was, uh, that was a treat. <laughs> okay, okay. And we are way too sober to keep doing this podcast. Oh, so. that's true. Uh, Eddie, are you drinking a beverage on your own? Of course. Yeah. Um, I have been... So I'm... Uh, full disclosure here. I'm 10 minutes late to the recording because I was firing up the smoker. And while I was doing so, Golden Road Brewing, they do the uh, fruit cart kind of beers, right? Ooh, yeah. Well, they've actually branched out into the hard seltzer market. So I hit up a, uh, a nice little citrus pack of theirs, and I've been putting down these black cherry blood orange, and they are phenomenal, let me just tell you. Uh, other than that, though, now, uh, because it's, you know, go time and I'm a professional, I've switched over to the, uh, the bourbon and Coke. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is in the smoker? A girl must know. Uh, ribs. Oh. Yep, three, two, See, one, method pork ribs three hours just open smoke two hours 
wrapped up in uh, aluminum foil, and then the last hour you crack the foil open and you, you dump a little bit of apple juice in there, seal it back up, and give it just one last hour on there. It's called a Texas Crutch, and it makes the best pork ribs you've ever had in your life. I've heard of that, but I always heard it was Coca-Cola, so you get a little caramelization on that last end. I've heard that, too. Yeah, I, I tend to go with uh, apple juice, though. I like it. I can dig it. All right, so when well, are we going over for dinner? Yeah, sir. <laughs> Coming next week. He's so. like, I'll kill you. I'll <laughs> <smoke> you. <laughs> well, on our end, uh, we're drinking from Anchor Brewing Company. Mm. We have their porter. And I said, uh, oh. I guess it's more of an yes. American-style porter, but... Uh, Favorite beers of all time. It's I love really... porters. And uh, my top. Oh, my top. Oh, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, Anchor Porter. It's from uh, Anchor Brewing, who's famous mm-hmm. for their Anchor Steam. Most yep. people have had the Steam beer. Yep. Uh, the Porter is harder to find simply because they just don't make a whole heck of a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's one of their old traditionals, but yeah, like oftentimes you can only get it in a mixed pack. We happen to stumble upon a six pack and. My husband said I couldn't get the like everyone in the store, so we settled for the one. <laughs> Just the one. They were quite expensive. Uh, the poor, though. Yeah. They were like twelve bucks for the six pack. <laughs> oh yeah, we got a beautiful dark khaki-colored head. Lots of Ooh. tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make me happy. Get a little bit of like dark chocolate and a lot of like coffee roast right on the aroma. Mm. little maltiness there at the end on the aroma. Yeah, nice and roasty. Yeah, chocolatey. Mm. Just mm. good, well-rounded beer. And it seems pretty light. Like, this, you could drink it's this quite, all day. It's quite dry. Like, it's not a sweet, sticky porter. And I appreciate that. That that makes it actually, like, easier to drink. Sometimes dark beers can be really heavy and, like, over, like, I mean, filling, which is great. That's what they were designed for. But, yeah, this is definitely one you could have while uh, roasting ribs. Yeah, 5.6% alcohol by volume. So you top me off just a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, sure. Because I know the next time I look over, it will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's a safe bet. Oh. So King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Ah! Oh. All right, so we start off with uh, surprisingly small font for uh, for a backstory into this right? world. But... Yeah. <laughs> As is tradition for King Arthur movies, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching this in theaters and, like, squinting, like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I should be able to see this, right? Am I going blind? Well, Uh, especially because it's not like it's a big text scroll. It's just, like, a couple of lines at the top that they fade in and out. So you can just go ahead with larger text. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) You could do, like, the the big, bold, like, Suicide Squad letters if you want. Like, they're on fire or something. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it basically gives a little backstory of like, oh yeah, man and mage, we're living in peace until one asshole named Mordred had to come through and mess it up for everybody. Fucking Mordred, man. Yep. This guy. Cut, cut to giant fucking war elephants, and I remember being in theaters going, I'm in! <laughs> With fire eyes! <laughs> yeah, fire eyes, and fire and fireballs and shit, and... Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're like the size of the castle. Like, these are 100-foot-tall oh, yeah. elephants just yeah. taking out bridges and shit. And, of course, they're attacking Camelot. And uh, we see uh, King Uther Pendragon coming out, played by Eric Bana. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, man, these guys are fucking up the uh, fucking up the kingdom. Here, hold my crown. I'm about to settle this shit. 
hops yeah. on a horse and just it just <laughs> Leroy Jenkins the fuck off of the bridge <laughs> onto the elephant. Way to sacrifice a horse. A poor right? horse. Well, you know, my kingdom for a horse. That's how the that's how the saying goes. Apparently. Right? So yeah, then he's climbing this giant elephant to get to a pyramid that's on top of it. Yeah, it's that big, guys. And uh, oh yeah, like he, he breaks. He 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 crawls inside and breaks up the uh, the mage council. That's right. So they're like, oh shit, no one should be in here. And you see Mordred, and he's just like sitting in the throne, like I don't know, zoning out or whatever, because I guess he's controlling all the elephants. And then okay, we we're also uh, we see the like Jude Law. Uh, I think his name's Vortigan or whatever in the movie. He's uh he's Uther's brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you, you know, you shouldn't uh, go after Morgan. Maybe we can, like, negotiate with him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He, he'd accept a surrender. Right? <laughs> you just give him what he wants. Um, and then, okay, so am I to believe Mordred transferred himself to Jude Law? Is that what, like, the little flinching or whatever Jude Law I does? I was thinking that they were connected. They were, like, like uh, Jude Law was was also doing magic with the mages and yeah. was yeah, was so, also like giving energy towards the giant elephant attack. So for Jude so, Law, I just keep listing him in here as King Baby. And <laughs> that'll definitely come up Baby later. I think King. what it is, is I think like, yeah, him and Mordred already have some sort of a like little, uh, uh, they're simpatico. Yeah, they got a little, yeah. little bond going on here. Maybe it's like the, the Harry Potter with the Horcruxes, you know? And by the way, Mordred, I, I just keep thinking Mordor, right? Because it starts yeah. out with a big tower with the big fire on the top of it. And then like, okay, this is, this is just Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, there's definitely that. And like the big battles with the castle and stuff, like the effects are yep. very, yeah, like humans versus ogres or whatever. Well, dare I say elves versus ogres in some what? instances. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so basically uh yeah eric banna gets in there slews uh mordred or whatever victory all the elephants collapse and or disappear i don't know <laughs> i don't remember if they disappear but well they turn they... tail right because he he stops the uh evil mages from having control over the elephants and the elephants are like oh well fuck these guys all of a sudden and, and they start just like bashing the rocks that are in their trunks on their backs and smashing oh, yeah, the yeah. fucking like big containers full of their troops. <laughs> yeah, and then they, uh, you know, head off back to I don't know Africa or wherever they came from yeah. across the Alps, and <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, then we cut to that night. Uther basically wakes his wife up in the middle of the night. It's like, hey, uh, you guys need to get the fuck out of here, like now, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's treachery afoot. <laughs> yeah, shit's going down. Uh, so then we see Jude Law wander on down to a flooded basement of the castle, and uh, yeah, that's right. He's down there, and like the the wife is with him, or two. Like, why are you bringing me down here, my love? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's got a uh, got something to show you. And uh, why don't you look into the water real quick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going down to the sewer for a minute, sweetheart. By the way, this is back in the day where they didn't have like plumbing. So just yeah. any any of the like shit was just rolling straight mm. down here. So let's go down to the the sewer, sweetie. Yeah, I was waiting for the. What is that foul stench, my lord? <laughs> oh, she knows what that foul stench is. Oh yeah, it smells like taco night. Yeah, uh, there. So, and yeah, basically he uh, ends up killing his wife. And uh, we then cut to a, a boat 
precariously or like a little rowboat or whatever just waiting at the dock and uh uther and his wife and the little child arthur running out to it and uh in his little bear suit yep yep oh yeah that's right he was a little bear suit <laughs> i mean it was made literally of a bear but yeah you know lots of great use of furs in this oh. good use of textures like the costume yep. designer for this movie didn't get enough credit because like everybody's dressed really like everything is interesting everything looks really tactile well you get a lot they work for yeah yeah, you get a lot of hints about their personality from what they're wearing Mm -hmm. yeah without it being like over the top and without it being like so often in these sort of like ensemble character pieces it'll be like that guy wears red and that guy wears green and this guy wears blue yep and they they did it where like they all look like they got their clothes at the same place, but they styled them differently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are they all historically accurate to the 12th century or anything? <laughs> oh, God, sure. No. More God, historically no. accurate than that one Robin Hood. Is it, though? With that purple velvet couch and uh, well, where they yeah. were driving through the um, propane factory. Uh, there's a, a nice little fitted leather throne here a little later in the movie oh, that would have absolutely. to talk to that couch. <laughs> absolutely. But overall, much more. Yeah. Which Robin Hood was that? The 2018 one? 20. The one right at, probably being yes. filmed at the same time as this. <laughs> They're like, what are you going to do with those sets later? Yeah. <laughs> if we remove the, uh, if we remove the propane tanks. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're at the dock. Uh, Uther is, like, putting his family into the boat, like, okay, I'm going to head off as fast as you can. And then all of a sudden, we, we hear some rumbling behind him and see this dark figure coming around a corner. And then, cut to Mrs. Uther Pendragon. I don't know her name. I don't know the the mom, and she's just sitting there like blankly staring, and then falls backwards. Title card. Yeah. I mean that's a hell of a cold open, right? And then it cuts to just like going over the fields of the burning dead. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. So, okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start off right now. I love the soundtrack for this movie. Oh, it's wonderful. Spoiler wonderful soundtrack. Me too. Yeah. It's so good. It's it's like it, it's like Renaissance uh, instruments or something, but like putting out rock ballads at most yeah. points. Like it's pretty sweet. It's it's like almost like Romstein, but like Blue Man grouping it. <laughs> <laughs> Romstein with lutes. Yeah. Romstein <laughs> unplugged. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I fucking love it. But uh, yeah, during the little credits, we get uh, we see little baby Moses. I'm sorry. That's I mean the Arthur. Note. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Down the river. I'm like, so he's baby Mosesing down. Then he gets a makeover, which <laughs> that's a good oh, move. Yeah. Oh yes, the he gets picked up by some uh, ladies of the evening, and mm-hmm. uh, they give him a nice little makeover. And then we get a montage of him growing up in the streets of Londinium or whatever. And yeah. guys, I'm okay with this. I know I, this scene basically cut 30 minutes out of the movie. I'm I, okay with it. I'm right there with you. Yep. A lot of people I could see having trouble with this. Like, And other movies have done similar things poorly. And every time I see this, I'm like, this is how you do it. This is how you do the like montage. There's just enough like repeats to show like the reoccurring themes in his life. You don't have any questions about how he grew up. And we just saved ourselves half an hour. 
Well, yeah, because you see him at first, like, he's sweeping up, he gets a coin, some bullies beat his ass, take the coin. Then he starts learning, okay, I should probably hide the coins. He's fetishizing the people that are learning kung fu, which that's an interesting <laughs> side story going on here in <laughs> Londinium or, or whatever. But you, you get to see progress, right? You, you see yeah. the, the prostitutes getting beat up by greasy guys, and then the turning point is kind of one of them goes to smack a prostitute and he stops the guy. Yeah, well, because you also see, you see, like, he gets in a fight, he gets his ass kicked, he yep. goes to the Kung Fu guys, he gets some more money, he stashes it, he gets another fight, he gets his ass kicked, learns to fight more, and then, you know, gets some money, hides it. Like, this is his thing, is that he's learning to fight, he's learning to save his money, and he he's protecting his prostitutes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And it's all, like, three minutes, maybe? Yeah. If that, yeah. And it's yeah. it's a beautiful shorthand. It's well done. Yeah. We even see that uh, that he has dreams of this dark knight or whatever figure, like the Reaper or something. So like the green knight coming soon? <laughs> Maybe. <No. laughs> uh, but yeah, so so he's grown up and he's Charlie Hunnam now. Yeah, there we go. We then cut to Camelot and, I don't know, the river flushes or something? Like just one day just kind of... And that little dock that had the river running through it just oh now it's a now it's a riverbed. Yeah, the, right. uh, the lady in the water decided it was time, <laughs> yeah. time to find the 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 true king. Yeah, but it reveals yep. Excalibur and a little stone in the riverbed. Yeah, and I love that. Like we we get the little cut of all of of his dudes, all of his Black Knight dudes, like down there trying to pull Excalibur from the riverbed. And he's like, hey, tell those fuckers to get back to work. Like, come on. (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's to show that, like, there's the mayhem. Everybody wants to try it, get their chance. And he's like, screw it, go back to work. We'll we'll set up a system. Y'all get your chance. (laughs) Yeah. Have you tried blasting the rock around it to see if that might loosen? (laughs) No. 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 We then cut to that flooded basement again. Still flooded, even though the river flushed. And, uh... (laughs) <laughs> Jude Law's down there, and we see Ursula the Sea Witch and I assume Ariel's sisters swimming around. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I love we've how got disgusting they look. We've yeah. got a, a siren under there, right? And and I'll be honest with you, this whole vibe, this whole deal with the devil in the half flooded hallway, completely reminded me of the two thousand seven Beowulf film. <sighs> yes. Yeah. 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 It should have been Angelina Jolie coming out of there in CGI, but. Uh... <laughs> No, but like I love how disgusting the like the like head sea like mermaid is because you know they're always like shown like being so beautiful and all of that and yeah I love that she's sort of vile. <laughs> she looks like she runs the underwater brothel kind oh, of. Oh yeah, like yeah, you know I do. <laughs> well, but you see there, like you say, she runs it. You know she's a powerful character. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just just the little like amount of power that she grants. To King Baby in exchange <laughs> for things. Like, if she could just grant that power, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I got she was basically like a, a, a soothsayer or whatever. Like, she can see the future. And, yeah, basically she's kind of like, uh, the born king will come. And the only way you'll be able to really be king is if you kill him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, look, uh, bitch, you know the deal. We made it, like, years ago. All right, you've been king, you've been doing your thing. 
you let the kid live, man. This is on you. You better go figure this out. This is your mess. Or I can give you some more power, but you know what that costs. That's right. Time to pay the fiddler. <laughs> Whore. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have seen Dirty Work. <laughs> I love Dirty Work. I do too. That's my. I got an hour and fifteen minutes. What am I going to do? Let's yep. watch Dirty Work again. <laughs> Mentioned several times on this here podcast, but after no. Steve had emergency major surgery and we brought him home, he wanted two things: Cheez-Its and Dirty Work. Yeah, which are two things he doesn't normally ask for in day-to-day life, but apparently that's what he needed. So I love the Swiss cheese Cheez-Its with a little bit of mustard. Mm, I'm not a huge kiss. fan of Swiss cheese, but... Uh... They don't taste like Swiss cheese, but they're, they're yeah. good. Yeah, it's like that white powder kind of... Those are the white cheddar ones. Those are the ones oh, the white like cheddar. Them. Okay, okay. Then my, my bad. White cheddar Cheez-Its with a little bit of mustard. Those are quite good. Mm. I also like the Tabasco dusted ones. Ooh, yeah. Those are those good. Those are quite good. Yep. Yep. So we're saying Cheez-Its with a little tang. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of a little tang, we then cut to the brothel where uh, Arthur is uh, helping out Lucy. Who's Lucy? Uh, well, she's in the sky with diamonds. No, uh, she uh, basically got her ass whooped by a John. Not just any John, a Viking, one of the Redbeards. Well, that's we find out who, and Arthur's like, "Hey, I've uh, kind of taken care of it." Tosses her a couple bags of coins Don't or whatever. Don't worry about it. He's paid yeah. you a month's wage, wages. It's cool. You're good. No, a year. He paid a, a year. year's oh, wages. That's right, a year's wages. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, all right. What a nice Viking. Right. Yeah. And then uh, knock knock. Who's at the door? Boom! It's the police. The black legs. <laughs> that's right, uh. black legs. And uh, they come in. They start pushing shit around and like. Oh, hoy, we got word resistance is here in the brothel. Anyone you don't know? They're like, well, it's a brothel. I mean, people come and go, blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, this one will be bleeding, up, <laughs> bleeding like a stuck pig. I think he got hit with an arrow or something. Well, a lot of them got herpes. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this one won't be bleeding out of his asshole. It'll be out of his arm or something. Oh, I haven't <laughs> oh, okay. seen that. That, that cuts it down. <laughs> And then, uh, and then we see Littlefinger. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Goose Fat Bill. Goose yeah. Fat yeah. Bill. Love him. Yeah, like, and he's bleeding. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's bleeding, and that's how I was like, "Well, sorry, mate." And then the police take him away. It's like, "Yeah, sorry, you, you brought this to to my place of business. Sorry, bro." Right. Yeah, because Arthur oh, like sells him out, but but it's because like the dude is, is like, look, not only is he fucked, but anybody who's harboring him is fucked. And he's like, "Well, yeah. I don't know this fool." So uh, it's like, look, I don't even know this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like Ash, a la Army of Darkness. And uh, no, but they, they, yeah, they kick uh, old Goose Fat out. He's, yep. he's toast, man. He's donezo. He's in some trouble. Head of the guard or whatever. I forget his name. Uh, but he sticks around for a little bit because he's got some uh, further questions for Arthur. Look, Artie, we've been uh, staying at your brothel for a while, but I got some questions for you. Oh, really? What kind of questions? What do you know about Vikings? Vikings? What Vikings? I think you know which Vikings. <laughs> George? Which George? Kung Fu George? Fucking <laughs> Kung Fu George. Uh, I love Kung Fu. I've, I've got to say, off. <laughs> I honestly love this scene. Like, the way that this is played out. Like, you've got a guy... Right in Arthur, who was raised on the streets, right, and so he is only giving the interrogator as much information as he thinks is necessary at any given moment, right? 
The interrogator then pushes and says, I don't know. You know a little bit more than you're talking about. Let's start over. And they, they like literally rewind the flashback scenes to where the interrogator is like, wait, hold on. Are you sure you didn't talk to anybody else? Oh, yeah, Mike. Mike had the furs. And then we start Wh- the scene over. Mike? It's <laughs> so Mike. fucking good. Uh, uh, well done. Yeah, as I've written down for this whole scene, Guy Ritchie as fuck. This yep. is this is peak Guy Ritchie, but this is what we want from Guy Ritchie. Yes. Also, like I love that King Arthur is legitimately being a or he's not King Arthur, but Arthur's yeah. being legitimately a smartass. But also the like which George, which Mike, a hundred percent. What like if you live in a big city, that'd be like, hey Steve, I want you to talk to the brewer Ben. Which brewer Ben? You know which brewer Ben? There's like eight of them. <laughs> I Big Ben, that... Little Ben, Ben W. I want uh, you to talk to that Canadian, Doug. They're all named Doug, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, basically, uh, we, we see through the little Johnny thing that uh, basically, uh, yeah, the Viking was the one that slapped Lucy. Uh, Arthur yep. went and talked to him, and yeah, basically, with a little help from his friends, Percival and the other one, I forget. Uh, we'll say we'll say Gawain. I think that was one of them, right? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, basically he uh, gets the money back from one of the Vikings, cuts off his little beard thing, and uh, is basically like, oh, thank you for your patience. But there's one problem. They're in the protection of the king. (gasps) Yeah, fucked with the wrong Vikings today, buddy. Oh, yeah, there's a whole thing about uh, the people are restless and they don't want to be the slave labor to build this giant tower that Jude Law, or I'm sorry, Baby King is. uh... Yeah, King Baby. (laughs) King Baby, King Baby, that's right. Yeah. So, and I love this too because, like, King Baby pulls Maggie in and is like, "Hey, look, am I am I loved by the people?" And Maggie's like, "Well, I love you, and I represent the people, so uh, you know." And then we're starting to see King Baby is like his power is growing because he like fingers a candle for a minute, and makes it melt, yeah. and and then just poof, the the little wick lights. And he's like, ah, it doesn't matter if the fucking people love me. We'll just finish the tower. Everything else is just like academic at this point. Yeah. <laughs> if I finish building this tower, I'll have a hell of a lot more power. Mm-hmm. It's the Tower of Power, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Sega Genesis that's got <laughs> a 32X attachment, the Sonic and Knuckles, and then uh, Sonic 3 on top of that. <laughs> Wasn't it also a band? Tower of Power? Oh, I'm sure it was. Hold on. This is a future Steve problem. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) All right. uh, What happens? Oh, yeah. So then we cut back to the brothel, and uh, Arthur needs to bail. Like, his buddy Percival's like, oh, they need to get the fuck out of here. Police on the way. Open up now. This is the police. And. (laughs) Yes, Tower of Power, R&B band uh, from the 60s. They did the song, What is Hip? All right. It's hip. What is hip? Is that it? No. <laughs> no, that was Faith oh, No More. they're from Oakland, California. Maybe that's why I'm the only one who knows what they are. Ah, uh, okay. No, they made it, uh, they had eight songs on the Billboard 100. Okay, what are they? Whatever. Tower of Power, it's a band. Look them up. <laughs> Tower of Power. This episode of the Parad Podcast is brought to you by Tower of Power. Look them up. Tower of Power. <laughs> Sega Saturn. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so yeah, Arthur needs to bail, please show up. Uh and then he's like almost immediately caught. But uh but it's he does basically a guys shit like job running away. Yeah. 
he just walks like right into like four guards and then like smooth talks him into i don't know throwing him into slavery <laughs> like oh it was your brand get the fuck on the boat uh, I, yeah. I have didn't have time to to get a brand i've been out at sea well you're getting on a boat today boy that's right but not the one you expected and Bum-bum. so okay so i guess what i took from this is that in this fiction every they take every able-bodied young man they make them try to withdraw the the sword from the stone and when they fail, they brand him, and then you know, all right, well, that guy's safe. We don't have to worry about him. Yeah, yeah. I, I have heard this in other like King Legend, you know, mm-hmm. like King Arthur legends that yeah, like because uh, the current king is like so fearful because that's the prophecy is that the boy is going to rise up and kill right. him. And he's like, well, let's just find him then. And so yeah, like everybody in the land, it's like it becomes like a Cinderella thing. Like try this on. Alrighty, have a good day. Here's your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So yeah. Get shipped to Camelot, uh, and there's a bunch of kids in cages, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Guy Ritchie. Interesting uh, social commentary. Let's yeah. keep going. And then uh, basically they all line up to give a little tug on that sword, and uh, <laughs> and Arthur's like, "Fuck this! I ain't got time for this bullshit." <laughs> yeah, I love this. Line. He's just like, look, get out of my fucking way. Let's get this over with. It's 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 a real anti-hero move, right? Like yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he doesn't respect their law. He's gonna just go up there, put one hand on the hilt of it, and look. If the sword doesn't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> I love how the one guy's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And the other guy's like, "You're not that guy, bro. You're not that guy." <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, later, later. Uh, but yeah, Arthur gets up there and. Uh, we got a nice little cameo from a football player. Um, Eddie, did you catch who? Uh, who's the guy who's like, who's this wanker here? Give it a tug. You know no, I is? didn't. That is legendary English footballer David Beckham. Oh, shit, really? Yep. Did he yeah, bend he's... it? <laughs> uh, he tried to bend that sword, but nope, he could not bend it like Beckham, as his legend. Um, yeah, he ended up with posh spies, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, he'll be all right. <laughs> Even after playing for the LA Galaxy. Uh, but yeah, so Be- Beckham tells him, uh, Oi, put both hands on the tip, give it a tug, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, Arthur does it, and then I assume he gets a hit of the quickening as he's pulling the sword out. Like, <laughs> it really, yeah, it really is a quickening scenario. Oh my yeah. god. If he pulls that sword out, like starts spasming and then just like passes the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I just have a note here really, really quickly. Right. So the old king's dead. We have a new king, right? In the kingdom. Yeah. Have you noticed all of the, the knights and all of the security and everybody here is wearing black armor? Mm-hmm. Just a quick note, by the way, if you're ever stuck, like if you ever get teleported back in time and you're a member of some kingdom, if if all of a sudden there's a leadership change and everybody has to have black armor, just just make a little note on here saying, okay, things might be going downhill. Right. Just <laughs> basic note. Okay. Guess what, guys? You're a stormtrooper now. <laughs> Are we the baddies? Blackwater, anyway. Um. I mean, definitely not like during all the protests last year in the secret police. Mm. <laughs> Topical. Um. <laughs> all right, so then we uh, we cut to Arthur waking up in a dungeon, and uh, 
Hey, he's got a little cellmate in there with him. Yeah. Oh shit, it's Jude Law. What's the king doing in the dungeon with me? Uh. Hey, my lord. Um, you look familiar. <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, the king's there and he's like, Who the hell are you? And why were you able to pull the sword? Obviously, you're my nephew, Arthur, and... Uh, uh, you have me confused with another Arthur. I yeah. was raised by prostitutes, and I just want to go home now. Oh, Can I, I go home to my prostitutes? I know about the prostitutes. I uh, already raided that place and took all your coffers. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, he's what, like, what coffers? What, what are you talking about? Oh, about? these coffers, dropping oh. coins in front of them. Uh, um... <laughs> Can I just go home then? I'll, I won't bother you. Like, I have no intention of being king. Uh, you know what? You, you stick around for a while. We're not done yeah. with you quite yet. I'm going to blow field this whole fucking thing. I'm going to leave you alive, chained up in this fucking prison cell with the door open. Rather than just killing you. Rather than it just being over. Cool. Oh, yeah. because he wants to use him. He wants to turn the people against the one true king. Okay, but if you kill the one true king, you don't have to turn anybody against shit. Because he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the thing, is that you can just be like, sorry guys, there was no one true king, I checked everybody. Yeah, no, you <laughs> you kill him, you take his head, you put it on your hand, right? You walk out with it like a puppet, and you hold it up in front of the crowd and be like, hey, it's me, the one true yeah. king, look at my fucking head! And then you throw it on the I, ground and be like, get back to work and leave. It, Eddie, I'm almost certain that was in the original draft from the writer of Ice Cream Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's me! <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, <sighs> they always fuck this up, but I, don't know, I guess then the movie would be over, and that's not what we're here for. No, not at all. <laughs> what about that bloke from Hands on Wheels that pulled out the sword? Yeah, don't worry about him. <laughs> He's fucking toast, don't worry. <laughs> He's, he's in a Papillon remake with uh, Remy Malik right now. Don't worry about <laughs> So much butt smuggling. Oh, so much butt smuggling. Oh. <laughs> so then, oh, we were introduced to a new character coming out of nowhere like an mm. RKO. It is the mage. This the blue mysterious mage. cloaked woman who runs up and mumbles to Jimon Hanzu. <laughs> Nobody Look. can understand what she's fucking saying. Can we get somebody who can enunciate? I mean, there's a few instances of that problem in this movie that we'll get to. Yes, a few times that she has lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's really soft-spoken, and then she speaks, and you're like, wait, what? Do, do I need subtitles for this part? Guy, you do those in the movies all the time. <laughs> and this, by the way, he's the guy that had the, the pikers from Snatch, right? Like, yeah, yeah. he understands hard-to-understand people. You like ducks? Ah, you're a big fucker. It's just Brad Pitt shaved and looked <laughs> Brad Pitt is the mage. Oh, I'm yeah. down. Oh, oh shit, is it going to be revealed as Merlin? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Wow. Well, yeah. Mm. No, 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 because it's got to be a Robert Downey Jr. Hmm, yeah. Mm. I can see that. Uh, yeah, so uh, a crowd has gathered to see this author they've heard legend of. And mm -hmm. uh, we get a, an interesting little scene where it's like cutting back and forth of like the, the this crowd gathering and like, I don't know, five minutes earlier when uh, King Baby and uh, Arthur are talking. But basically... Um, well, if I may, I'll frame oh, it please. like one would uh, a wrestling event. 
Okay, so we've got a sold out crowd, right? This is a real like Sting versus Hogan the first time. King yeah. Baby's in the back, and he's trying to, to talk Arthur into taking a heel turn, into going out there and saying, listen, you go out there, you just fucking keep your mouth shut, because me, King Baby, I want the millions and millions to love or fear me. And by the way, those whores of yours, your friends, uh, they're over here. You don't do what I say, and I'm going to go ahead and just kill all of them like this one. And he fucking just kills one in front of him. And then he's like, so you go out, you do the job clean in the center of the ring in front of everybody, and we're cool. Tell them to go fuck themselves. And then, uh, yeah, come back and uh, your horse can go free. Mm-hmm. When he go okay, so when Jude Law goes out there and he does the whole like hand over the crowd, having him shush or whatever, when they're chanting, are they chanting emotep? It's emotep. It does sound like they're saying emotep. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, okay, it's I, I'm gonna guess it's not a reference to 1999's The Mummy. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> what? But, I mean, maybe they are looking for the rock. That could oh, be. Oh shit! It. They're trying to rice the Scorpion King for the sequel. Yep. No. Yep. Um, <laughs> But but it's like okay, it's not Emotep. Oh, maybe they're saying Jude Law's name. No, his name's like Vortigern, so that's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what like uh, Long Live the King? Like no, there's nope, not, not enough bad. syllables for that. I was that. thinking maybe it's supposed to be one true king, because he's supposed to be the one true king. Oh, it sounds like Emotep. Maybe, maybe. It does sound so, like it, yeah. but they're all they all also have Guy Ritchie accents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't fuck. Oh, I can't fuck. Yeah. Why can't you fuck? <laughs> well, the uh, whorehouse yeah. is shut down, so how's anybody fucking? Right? Oh, where are they going to go now? <laughs> oh, and this Portland is why Indian's on a dick and this trail. is why King Baby's going to be having problems with his black legs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're they're going to get pissed off. Well, because they they were that's why they left the whorehouse alone. That's true. They all yeah. got their uh, employee discounts. <laughs> yeah. They got their free cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. They got a free Starbucks every morning. A <laughs> blowjob. Yeah, I mean, in office space, it makes it. Or, uh, no, Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they present Arthur, and, you know, they got the they got the Paul Bearer guy, like, the, the fucking manager, like, Oh, if he was the true king, why don't you speak up, buddy? <laughs> yeah. And, uh... And then, yeah, basically, uh, he's set to be executed. Like, he, they put his head on the little chopping block and tie him down and all that. And then uh, we see the the mage. She's, you know, rolling her eyes back or whatever. And she calls upon an eagle who then swoops down and attacks the executioner. And I'm like, uh, the guy's got an axe. Can he hit that eagle? Right? And again, just Skyrim, you hack, right? Like, <laughs> right. Hey, look, this eagle's doing more than the eagles in the entire Lord of the Rings franchise. Yeah, yeah, until the very end, for sure. Yeah. Oh, but not only that, she's also calling upon all the animals of the kingdom, like dogs and horses, and just, they're all going nuts, and it's like, uh, what's what's happening? And then these guys start, like, shooting arrows and shit up there, and... They're like, ah, oh, quick, save the king! And then uh, he ducks back into the castle like a little bitch. And then uh, they go up, get Arthur, and of course, the sword! And uh, King Baby's like, oh shit, we forgot the sword! Get the sword! Get the sword! Yeah, somebody go back out there and kill that guy and get the sword. I'm going to be in here hiding. Right? <laughs> Let me know when it's over. Yeah. 
And uh, so, yeah, basically they go running through the, you know, a little escaping through the crowd and up uh, a bunch of scaffolding that's around for whatever reason. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, con- there's new construction going on in the tower, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Well, well, but this scaffolding leads basically to the top of the wall, and then it's like, all right, cool, we're going to jump into the river. Yoink! That's a hell of a jump, too, by the way. That's oh, a good, yeah. like, 200 foot. I, and that river looks shallow. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I get a little megalophobia watching that, that, that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then they, uh, they, they take Arthur to, like, their secret hideout and stuff. And he's just locking the whole way, like, where are you taking me? You know I can see through this bag, right? Like, yeah, he's just talking shit the whole fucking time. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He he's hits like, on the mage broad the too. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, why don't you? I see you're making eyes at me, baby girl. What's what's going on?" And she just like makes the horse buck and kick his ass off. <laughs> so good. <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, pick him up, put him back on the horse. It's cool." I like that. Uh, what? What? Oh my gosh. Uh, oh yeah, Jimon Hansu. Uh, Benavir or something. Benavir. Like I keep wanting to say Guinevere, but I know that's not it. Uh, yeah. I keep. Th- I like how Benavir just like has to keep going like, "Don't kill the king before he's king." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like look i know he's an asshole but like just no just hold on a minute yeah yeah so they get back to the secret hideout jimon hanzu's there and also goose fat bill's back hey dun, 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 dun. good to see you're alive buddy slap uh, <laughs> you know they're like hey you know you're the tr- one true king that's why you're able to pull the sword from the stone you're the one that's going to help the resistance and overthrow king uh, baby king baby or whatever and he's like, look, guys, I just want to get back to my brothel and running my hose and making money yeah. and, you know, dollar, yeah, dollar bills. He's carved y'all. out a little fucking life for himself. All of a sudden, you got, a, you got this crazy mage broad. You got, like, mad dogs. There's snakes and shit. Like, no, I, I just want to go hang out. I, I'm cool. Leave me alone. All right. All right. Cool. Well, just to test a theory of ours. Here, here's that sword. Um, all right. We're going to try to piss you off, if that's okay. And I love he's like, oh, so you're going to give me the sword. I'm going to do some little razzle-dazzle move or whatever. And I'm not going to fight you guys. And then he just punches him with the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but yeah, so then like four or five dudes start fighting him. And he's like kind of whooping their asses. But yeah, eventually they get like the drop on him. And then he uh, like grabs the sword with both hands and gets a little, again, the, mm-hmm. the, the quickening. And I yeah. don't know, he comes in his pants and passes the fuck out again. <laughs> yeah and then more inappropriate than that is while he's asleep the mage chick is playing with his sword yeah. <laughs> well you know he grew up in a brothel so that's true that's true <laughs> this is just a tuesday for him <laughs> exactly this is uh, like three times a day thing um and yeah so yeah mage is like look at the sword and she's like oh yeah i uh, was also able to check out your dreams what okay that's cool bro I know, I know why you're uh, coming in your pants every time you grab the sword. It's because you're fighting your dreams or resisting the power of the sword. You, yeah, you're like, resisting the sword. The sword wants you, but you're like not letting it in. A la yeah. Billy Zane from Demon Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Let me in, baby. Anytime, Billy. So, <laughs> so then, uh, then he's got his next side mission to uh, progress to the next level. He's got to go to the Darklands. Yeah, not the Darklands. And and this this is a great montage where they're like, we're gonna bring him to the Darklands. And dude's like, don't bring him to the Darklands. He's fucking gonna die. And then they get cut to, all right, we're bringing him to the Darklands. 
Yes. Again, a montage that cuts out a good 30 to 40 minutes of the movie yeah. in like a little three minute thing. And it's and like, I'm okay. so into it. Because we get the whole gist of it where he's like, he's teleported to basically the same realm, but there's like giant snakes and bats the size of airplanes and R.O.U.S.'s and yeah. all kinds of crazy shit going on. And uh, basically, he's like, oh, yeah, the, your mission is to put the sword on the altar stone, like the one that's in the tower, but you got to do it in the Darklands first, because yeah. I guess that's the test level. I don't know. Yeah. And the octopus and, is very scary. And But I do love that every time that he fails, he, he makes the same, like, grunting sound, like it's a video game. Yes. It's, like, yes. it's crazy. But those, like, little, like, repetitive things, like in the last one, sort of, like, give it a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like easier, sort of easier to follow. Yeah, uh, it totally like, works. Right. Yeah. E exactly. So, yeah, so when he gets through the level or whatever and gets to the end and sets the sword on his own, we are then revealed to a cutscene of the flashback of him as a kid again, where we see his mom is shot with the arrow. And then we see what happened after that, you know, while the title card was going. And uh, basically, yeah. the, the fucking Reaper roided out and having like a double sickle with him uh is fighting his dad and uh yeah big big old battle and uh we see like arthur like get uh, uh uther gets the sword knocked out of his hands and it's over by arthur and arthur like hands it back to him and like cuts his hands a little bit so we see like little scars on his palms and uh, yeah and meanwhile like while this whole flashback is going on he is by himself reenacting his father's role in it. Yeah, and then uh and then basically we uh we see where um his dad basically like gets the sword back and he's like, "Well, I guess I'm fucked." Um <laughs> yeah. And he takes the sword and kind of just does a alley-oop, throws it up in the air, hunches down to one knee, and the sword skewers him in the back. And, yeah. That was a weird he, move. Yeah, like, oh, you'll <laughs> never take me alive, fucker. <laughs> and then he, like, becomes stone and, like, falls through the dock and into the bottom of the he river. Is the, so the stone which the sword is in. <gasps> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting little scene, I guess. Well, yeah, because um, then, like, the, the implication is that his son, like, was up there pulling the sword out of his dad's back. Yeah. Oh, and then we also see that, oh, yeah, it was uh, Jude Law, or I'm sorry, King Baby, who was uh, the <laughs> Reaper, because, like, the powers, like, blow away in the wind, and Jude Law staying there, like, oh, shit, I guess that sword's gone forever now, you know? God instead of, damn it. Instead of, find me someone who can dive. <laughs> we need that underwater welder to get that sword out of there. <laughs> Dude, you're friends with sirens. Like, they go underwater all the time. That's their you whole know the thing. Price. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, why don't you take you get the sword for me, and you can have my dead brother. There you go, win win. Yeah, there you go. He's all yours. Oh, that would be kind of fucked up when the sirens pulls the sword out and it's Uther like underwater. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they like piranha his ass. <laughs> uh, and we also get the whole story like, oh yes, you know, uh, your your uncle B King Baby betrayed you, and he helped Mordred to attack the castle. And Merlin knew this, so he forged Excalibur, and they destroyed the tower, and blah. And he then gave it to the Lady of the Lake, uh, whatever. Uh, it, 
basically it's like hey the sword's your your birthright yeah yeah it's attached to your family bloodline you're the only ones that can like wield it and unlock its power so you better get to it and then we uh come back to uh the castle and uh (laughs) king baby's talking to his i don't know head general or whatever like oh we've we seem to have lost him my lord uh he must have gone underground and we get a line, I swear, the first couple times I watched this, uh, Jude Law yelled it, but uh, we get the one F-bomb. Yep. Do your fucking job! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go do it. Look, what do I pay you for? All right, go go find the dude. I don't know what to tell you to do. Like, I'm, I'm barely a man right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm crying all the time. I was crying over a book. I, 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 like, leave me alone. Just go figure it out. Yeah, so then uh, then we cut back to the secret hideout, and Arthur there is chilling until his friends show up and tell him that his uh, brothel was burned to the ground. Like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, and I have written down, why is Arthur wearing, like, an Anasazi Southwest blanket? Yeah. Like a this, poncho or this something. This is, like, the, weird, the one weird thing. Like, the rest <laughs> of the costumes are fabulous. And then this is like, oh, shit, we need a blanket. Somebody run to Home Goods. <laughs> it's not a good look for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah he looks not. beat to but... shit, too, which is, which is a good touch. Yeah, well, because he just got back from the Badlands or the Darklands. Oh, that's where he found it. He found it in the Darklands. Oh, yeah. He just, he hit up that that Target Express on the way out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was Black Friday, so, you know. Yeah. Do you have any R-O-U-S repellent? Like, no, sorry, we're all out. Fuck. All right, I'll take that Anasazi blanket then. Uh, So then we get, uh, like, everybody's like, Hey, we know you're uh, kind of tuckered out from uh, traversing the Darklands for the last 45 minutes of this movie that we cut. Right. But, um, I mean, we could really use a plan or something. We, something. When you're ready. But, like, maybe tomorrow? And he's like, oh, no, I got a plan. And I'm going to break down this hypothetical meeting with all the local barons to cut another 20 minutes out of this movie. Well, right. So there's the thing, right, is that one of the people suggests, like, look, there's six barons that could be our friends and we could round up 12,000 troops. And he's like, yeah, that's not going to work, stupid. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. <laughs> he just tells him, like, why that plan is dumb. And he's like, so what should we do then? Like, I mean, there's enough of us here to fucking piss off King Baby. How should we piss off King Baby? What do you guys know of Robin Hood? Because that's <laughs> basically what they do is like, yeah, yeah exactly. we cut off his trade lines, free the slaves, take out the building materials for the tower, clog the river, make the Vikings nervous. It's like, yeah, this is Robin Hood, guys. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> yeah. Robin Hood. It's guerrilla <laughs> warfare. Like, if you're small, then, then you, you can... You operate in stealth, right? Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to the castle, I assume a couple of weeks later, after the trade line, uh, trade routes have been halted and all that. Yeah. And this is where we see King Baby <laughs> upon his posh leather throne. Yeah. Oh, is this where, this is where he meets with the Vikings, right? And the, yep, the Vikings. Yep, yep. Oh, I love this scene. Go for it. Yeah, because the Vikings show up and they're like, look, man, we still have that whole deal with the trade route, right? Where you're going to give us the 10,000 kids every month or whatever. And he's like, yeah, totes, man, we, we got that. And they're like, cool. Also, we, we kind of heard maybe there's another king around here. <laughs> so uh, we heard you might just be a bitch ass. So <laughs> maybe we should talk to that other guy, too, or... 
<laughs> Word on the streets is you smells like bitch right now. Um... Yeah. And King Baby's like, what the fuck are you? No. God damn. He's like, nah, never mind. It's no big deal. We'll, we'll just peace then. It's all cool later. And he turns around, he looks at his buddies. He's like, check out this bitch ass. Yeah. <laughs> We should go find the real king, you know, the one people talk about, the one true king. (laughs) And we'll talk with them later. They figure their shit out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was around this time, uh, Maggie, who's kind of being a double agent with the resistance or whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. she tells them about this meeting that uh, King Baby's having with the the barons, you know, kind of like Arthur was going to do. And, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's the Baron's big move. As he's like, "Well, we need to rally up the troops and meet with the Barons, just like you assholes planned to do initially." Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Ba- basically, we also see uh, like uh, King Baby's powers increasing because I have a whole scene where he's like making fireballs and shit now. Oh and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so apparently his power is somehow tied to making the tower, making his dick bigger. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's why he's got to make the tower bigger because it's his uh, eye of Sauron or something. Yeah. But yep. then also, <laughs> yep. as King Baby's powers increase, King Arthur's powers increase. Oh yeah, and uh, and yeah, the the resistance they're like uh, planning this whole assault on like, oh good, we know he's going to be you know in uh, Lindinium or whatever, so we'll uh, set up a sniper spot, get him, bit bap done. Uh, like, oh, it's not going to be quite that easy because, you know, he's going to have an army with him. And they have these, like, alert arrows. That, and the closest place is, like, 175 yards away that we can take a shot. And, and of course, Littlefinger, I'm sorry, uh, Goose, Goose Fat. Fat Bill, mm. he's like, oh, yeah, I can hit that totally. Are you, uh, you can't really hit that. Prove it to us. <laughs> this Prove was it, kind Goose of a Fat. funny scene. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because he's like, all right, you guys march out 175 yards. When you get there, signal me, and then I'll hit the target. They get out there. They're like, well, I can't see him. This is probably 175 yards. Well, fuck, we can't signal him. Well, I wonder if he's going to signal us. What the fuck? Hey, you almost hit us with that arrow, you prick. And then, yeah, I like that he comes back to like, uh, they might have thought that was a fluke. You want to send another one? Yeah. (laughs) Knock it off, you asshole. I'm dropping it now. And by the way, again, the most Guy Ritchie-ass Guy Ritchie part, it's just a heist movie at this point, right? Like, we're just planning the heist. We're putting the people together. Oh, yeah. But that's all I want. All I want is, like, a good heist movie, it turns out, like. (laughs) Right. I want a good, witty heist movie. That's what I want everything to turn into. Thank you, Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, we got to, like, I guess the next day or whatever, and the uh, king's approaching on his little boat down the river. Um, but as he's approaching, he goes, Oh, Maggie, hey, um, spoiler alert, I know you're betraying me right now. Who, and me? Uh, I'm going to kill you and everyone you care about. I, I, well, I might never, keep you around. We'll I, see. I would never betray you. Eyes? No, anyway. Like, well, we'll see. Because if uh, my doppelganger out here gets killed, then I'm going right. to know it was you. <laughs> well, your doppelganger's not going to get killed because it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. we should probably wear a helmet or something. 
Uh, but <laughs> yeah, he's a shitty doppelganger. Like, oh yeah, he he got like the. Uh, I I think he was like basically like, hey, we we want you to be the guy that like goes out there and introduces the king. Here, wear his robe and uh, yeah, kind of a fake crown made out of wood. They basically painted. went to like wish dot com and looked up Jude Law <laughs> and they ordered him, and that's what they got. And I like how the guy's like standing there. He's like, "What am I doing? What am I doing?" I'm fucking bait, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh god damn it. <laughs> oh fucking hell. He's Quit like, looking oh, around, bait. Of a bitch. Yeah. And then uh Arthur's like, wait, I don't think that's him. And uh Goosefat's like, well then I'm gonna shoot the head general anyway, because fuck well, that yeah. guy. Oh and- oh yeah, Goosefat's like, yeah, it's not the king, but the guy next to him fucked me once. <laughs> yeah. I love that. He's like, oh, that might not be the king, but this guy's kind of a prick, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh one, two skidoo, tink. And then he's like, I bet right inside that gate is that other guy who fucked me once. So <laughs> he just starts like, popping Fat, off. Stop, people. stick like, to the plan. <laughs> it's like, look, man, I'm power hungry right now. I'm having fun. Aren't, aren't you guys about having fun? I may not get this chance again, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, then they basically, you know, the the alert arrows are going off. Oh, somebody sh- shot the general. Uh, check all the houses. Blah, blah, blah. And so they're like trying to casually walk away with all their bows and arrows and <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Shoot the baby king. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fantastic. Um, and then eventually, like one of the guards is like, "Oh, you guys over there, what are you doing?" Blah blah blah. Harassing the one black guy in town. I made right? note of that. Of course. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, basically about the time they're about to like reach in and find all their knives and shit, it's like, all right, go! <laughs> and like start running through town. Oh, shit, run, run, run! <laughs> and then uh, uh, what was Blue's dad's name? Oh. Was he no, it was Flatnose. No, right? no, anyway. it wasn't Flatnose. It was uh, Backleg? Oh, yeah, it was like Backlith or something. Yeah, I think it was Backleg. Backleg, Yeah, and then Whetstick was the other black guy who wasn't Guinevere. Yeah. (laughs) The other black guy. The other black guy that wasn't Benavere. Benavere, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so we go with Backlith. He got stabbed by one of the guards, and he's like, he he was stuck pretty good. He's, uh... He's TikToking. Like, he's Reservoir Dogs right now. Like, I'm fucking dying, man! Yeah, he's not doing too good. He's like, all right, Blue... Go, go catch up with the big guys. You my boy, Blue. Go get them. (laughs) And they're like slaying dudes through the streets, running. Go, 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 go. And then they uh, happen to walk by uh, Kung Fu George's dojo or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And this is where we get probably the worst line in the whole fucking movie, where the mage goes casually walking through the dojo and goes, I need your help. I'm sorry, what was that? (laughs) Excuse me, ma'am? Here's the thing. The first time we watched, I genuinely thought that she was, like, supposed to be deaf or something. Yeah. I don't get what she's doing with her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Easily my least favorite part of the movie, I'm not going to lie. She's not... Here's the thing, like, I get, like, her people have been, uh, for the last 20 years or whatever, like, hunted down and killed or whatever, Mm -hmm. so she's supposed to be a little bitter, but you have to give us a more charismatic actress... So or Izzy, give us anything to like about her. Izzy, you're just saying you understand why her people were hunted down, basically. 
She's very Dang. obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, because they're fucking awful. Uh, enough of this shit, slink. <laughs> Where's that axe uh, noise? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm such a quirky mage. I don't even say words. <laughs> Out of here, Margot Robbie. <laughs> Go back to your DC. <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, so then uh, the the crows start gathering and. Uh, all the guys, you know, Arthur and the gang show up, and uh, I mean, this scene is pretty dope. You you have uh, to admit. Take us away, George. Uh, George, Eddie, George, <laughs> take us away, take me away, George. George. So, <laughs> well, I, what I love about it is that Arthur's like, "All right, George, look, man, we're all gonna. You, you guys need to escape out the back here because you fuckers are way outnumbered. It is going to be a problem, right?" And he's like, "Look." All of my people, all they do is train to fight and kill people literally all day. If we don't, like, do this, there's no point to everything. That we... By the way, they, they hate those fuckers. The fuckers that are outside knocking on the door, they fucking hate them. They're the worst. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, well, I understand what you're saying. Arthur's like, look, I'm trying to be the peacemaker here. Let's all just go down into the sewer thing where we were all shitting and pissing and everything, and uh, y'all can follow me. And, and I love that, that everybody's just like, nah, I'm afraid of rats. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't like I'm af- rats or shit my wounds. Or- <laughs> I'm afraid like, of the uh, dark. And it's like, what, well, dude? Because they, they need Arthur to go first, and Arthur wants to sacrifice himself for them, but they all know he's the only one who really needs to survive. Right, so, so they're all like, trying to stay behind to protect Arthur. They want to fight and die there. That's that's their whole purpose. Yeah. That's why they're even in the movie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then uh, the guards kick down the door. They come in. You get some nice MMA versus medieval yeah. armor oh, action God. where they're With like putting figure four locks and shit. <laughs> and oh, they I'm all so have... In. The best tribal tattoos. So you know they just went to the local like UFC gym and they're like, All right guys, right. round up, we need extras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh you know, some of them are like getting hit, like like people are getting hurt, and then Arthur decides this is my time to activate God mode and he gets both <laughs> hands on the fucking hilt and I don't know, fucking goes Matrix slash Hercules slash Quicksilver on everybody, just all over the place, cause a fucking tornado. And and the thing is because he sees that one of the guards has the mage and is about to slit her throat. And earlier she said, You will there will be a moment when you finally find something that makes it fucking worth it for you to to use that sword. The power of friendship. It's the power of love. So it wasn't the uh, glistening hard bodies of his dojo. It was mm. the uh, little mumbly mage in the corner. <laughs> yeah. No, he exactly. doesn't know she's there because she's like up in the rafters talking to the birds. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's summoning the crows. Yeah, What's... they don't even know where the fuck she is. They're like, where's the mage? I don't know. Good luck to her. <laughs> Who? Well, that's what's so interesting is with the crows, I was like, okay, we we're getting the angly crouching tiger hidden dragon doves moment. But it was just that they were like interfering with the archers. Yeah, making yeah, well, so they but, could just snipe down in there. Or well, whatever, and yeah. she and she pissed off all the horses. Everybody's horses were running away. Mm-hmm. Mass mm-hmm. confusion. Dogs and cats living together. Yes. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying the reason that she's so awkward is because she's one of those horse girls? Uh, she's definitely a horse girl. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, picture Tina from. Uh, from Bob's, Bob's Burgers, Burgers yep. living. <laughs> <laughs> but what was that, Tina? <laughs> Nothing. 
basically, yeah. If you gave Tina magic to, to communicate with animals, but no ability to like have any game with the dudes, that's this mage. All right, I'm back on board with the mage. Uh, okay. Uh, you're the one true king. Uh, I want to touch your butt. What? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, look at all the sexy yeah, so guys I, over there. So after entering the cheat code to uh, clear the screen, um, everybody's just kind of like standing around like, what, what the fuck hey, was that? Hey, where the fuck did that come from, by the way, guy? What yeah. What's going on here? Pal, you could have done that the whole fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> Tell that to Blue's dad real quick, huh? Yeah. Asshole. Uh, Where is Blue and his dad, by the way? You yeah. could have just gone down there your fucking self, activated God mode at the ship, boom, the movie would be over. But no. Yeah. Look, look, I'm just learning how to control it. Horse girl over here isn't giving me any fucking tips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where the fuck's this Merlin guy I keep hearing about? Uh, yeah, where the fuck is this asshole, by the way? Lady in the lake, thanks. Come on, we're by a lake. Look, Lady in the lake has bigger fish to fry, literally. <laughs> yeah, she's fucking around with M. Night uh, Shalaman, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one guy with the huge arm. Yep. <laughs> oh, he's my dad. All right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, eventually, after being stunned for, like, a full minute, uh, Arthur's like, yeah, we should probably go now then, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go. He's just and, like, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to get out of here. And people are like, yeah, I think we should all get get out of here. <laughs> I'm no longer afraid of the rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, then, uh, yeah, uh, Blue goes off, little boy Blue, he goes off to see his dad. Oi, yeah, dad. he's not doing so hot. So, that night... Um, Oi, Dad, we're all hanging out in the sewers. Want to join us? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's right. They all go to see the dad. That's right. Backlith or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, like, right as they leave, who's walking in the front door but the king and his guards? And I'm like, so they're just on the other side of the wall the whole time, right? Like, they yeah. heard the whole conversation, know where they're yeah. going. So the idea is that during the assassination attempt, the king brought some dogs down, some hounds, that sniffed out the blood from the dude that, that got stabbed, right? Tracked him down to this house instead of capturing him because they were trying to get some information, right? Yeah. So it, it just so happened that right as Arthur and the boy and everybody loaded up into the boat to get out of there and left old Stabby McStabbingstein behind, they show up. And I love how, like, the first question is, have you seen this man or whatever, this man that has attempted my life? And, of course, Steve's first thought was, did you perhaps check your butthole, my lord? Yeah. <laughs> did you check your butthole? <laughs> uh, but they, uh, yeah, Blue, like, runs in, like, oh, shit, the Ooh. king and a bunch of guards are here. And they're like, oh, boy, what are you doing here? You know? Like, oh, I sir, I hear I do the dishes from time to time. I do, I do. And, <laughs> and like, oh, is that true? So who's this man here to you? Oh, no, some bloke that pays me to do his dishes. So you wouldn't mind if I cut his ear off, would you? What are that not my ears? Fuck that yeah. guy. <laughs> it's not my ears. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. And so then uh, King Baby's like, oh, well, in that case, shoink. Oh, no, dad, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we died. <laughs> and that's when, like, Arthur pops up and, like, grabs Blue, fights off a couple guards, and they run off. Mm. <laughs> And uh, Cold Jude Law, he, he's got the ear in his hand. He's like, 
I told you, <laughs> like talking into it. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. Hello, can you hear me now, fucker? <laughs> That's such a great move. So, yeah, then, uh, yeah, like Arthur, like, runs away and... Uh, what kind of happens from here? I know he ends up in the mud. I think like the mage gets kidnapped. Oh or whatever, yeah. So this and... yeah because Arthur feels really bad because he basically saw Blue go through what he went through as a kid, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He saw the 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 fucking king baby kill his dad just like Arthur saw, and he's like, you know what? This sword is a curse, and he hucks the fucking sword seaward, right? Which I get it. That's a good way <laughs> to get rid of some shit you don't want anymore. But then he goes like running and he throws like a weird emo video fit in the woods. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, he's just like in the mud, like crying in the rain, like, ah! Yeah. Looking like a fucking seal or something. Somebody left or... my cake out in the rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the November rain video, exactly. Only uh, a big titted mermaid comes up and grabs the sword and then apparently goes over to the mud puddle that he's in and grabs his ass and drags them both down. Oh no, yeah. the lady in the water's gonna drown Arthur! <laughs> I'm so tired of you fucking pen dragons fucking everything up. <laughs> We're starting over and ending the bloodline. She's like, look, bitch, you know how hard I worked on this? Get down here. <laughs> Merlin didn't make this to give to me, to give to you, so you guys could just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Just and basically, hanging out in whorehouses for most of your life. Come on, Arthur, do your fucking job. <laughs> right, oh, suck it up, Mom. <laughs> so she, ghost of, uh, she, lady of the late ghost of Christmas future. Yep, is him and shows him like, well, this is what's gonna happen if you keep being a little bitch. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, whoa, calm down a little bit. But she's like, all right, trust the mage, take the fucking sword and get out of here. And he wakes so, up. And he's got the sword, or no, he doesn't have the sword. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, it's because it's in the it's in the mud with him, right? Because he re- he's his hand is down there, and he pulls it up out of the mud. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I was thinking uh, uh, he meets back up with the crew, and basically they're like, "Well, what the fuck are we gonna do now?" And he's like, "Oh, we're just gonna walk in the front door and take yeah. the castle." Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Well, look, we don't want to pressure you or anything, but we." Probably should handle this whole scenario. He's like, that's cool. Keep giving me a bath. And then they're dumping water on him. And he's like, I think we should just, yeah, march up to the castle, right to the fucking front door. And we're going to just take the castle. And they're like, wait, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, cool story, bro. Let's do it. Why not? Look, I heard the the mage is good for something. You got any ideas, mage? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to go talk to the mage. Where is she? Oh, she's in the cave. Okay, well, let's go chat. Oh, turns out one shit. of their homies that got left behind back at the castle dropped the dime on where the cave was. Yeah. So they're uh, so they get back to the cave, and it uh, looks like a fucking predator's been through there because there's a lot of bodies hanging in them trees. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> not looking good for them. And then, okay, so yeah, mage is gone, blue's gone, there's a lot of dead people. And then there's one of the blackleg guys just sitting there chilling like, oh, it took you long enough, right? Well, this is Mischief John, right? And, and he's an asshole, basically. He's got the <laughs> pointiest much. shoulders, so you know he's a prick. He's a, got a real Jafar vibe a little bit. I, by the way, <laughs> I, you could have told me that, that this was going to be played by Michael Madsen, and I would have been 100% on board. Oh, or absolutely. Or Mads Mikkelsen. All yeah, Mads. or Mads oh, Mikkelsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. either way. You. Yeah, he was already in an Arthur movie. Uh. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, he's basically like, uh, I was here, here to give you a message. Oh yeah, he says, if you ever want to see your bitch and the boy alive again, uh, come bring me the sword and also let me kill you or something like that. Well, yeah, he's like, you, you need to be there before night. Oh yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. And, and he's like, <laughs> also, by the way, whatever you do to me is going to be repaid ten times. And I'm like, just like, kill oh, this oh, asshole. How are they yeah. going to know? Yeah, exactly. Guess what? You could race him back if you want, but he's dead. So right. you just show up like, I got your message. Oh, cool. Where's my general guy? What general know. guy? He was talking to wolves it's, last time I heard. Again, this is just a generic white dude. Kill him. Take yeah. his armor that's got the pointiest shoulders in the kingdom. Put it on. Ride back in that shit. And then pull out Excalibur and fuck the king up with it. Like, it's pretty yeah. easy. Did Pretty you also much. notice, in, in addition to his pointy shoulders, he had a, there's a carved raven like sticking out of one side? Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. see that. I I liked I liked the bird head. Yeah, it was a nice touch. Yeah. So instead of uh, instead of Arthur going to see the king immediately, Benavir, sorry, Jumanhatu. Calling him Benavir, it's going to be confusing. Because like, wait, Guinevere isn't in this movie. That's right, she isn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Jiman Hanzu shows up and he's like, uh, yeah, so he's going to uh, exchange the sword here for the mage, if that's cool with you. And he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Terrible sword, tactical bro. error, by the way, by the king yeah. here. He's like, all right, look, here's the sword. Let the, let the two prisoners go because Arthur's going to be here tomorrow. And the king's like, yeah, have the mage. Have the one that can do literally anything. Yeah. Instead of the boy that just sucks. Like, what is he? He's a graffiti artist? Yeah. Oh, no, he won't be able to tag my palace walls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this isn't Jet Set Radio Future. This is fucking King Arthur. Okay? Like, <laughs> this guy's useless. Yeah. So, uh, so the mage uh, goes back and uh, immediately is like, all right. We're gonna get you to level up here, King Arthur. Or I'm sorry, Arthur. You uh, you ready for this? You're like, cool. What do I gotta do? Well, the venom will make uh, will protect you. Like, wait, what venom? Comes out of her sleeve and fucking bites right. him. It's like, oh shit. All right, look, I'm I'm just gonna say it right now. I've done some stupid shit because of women, just mm -hmm. in my life, just just in my day to day, right? Because, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they can talk yeah. you into stuff. They can, you know? Oh, that's that's Steve's entire life for the last decade. Right? <laughs> yeah. This chick's like, hey, my snake friend's just going to bite you on the throat. It's cool. And especially her, who, no charisma, by the way. No charisma whatsoever. Like, if this is Charlize Theron, it's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, all right, give it to me. But, yeah. Look. And stay with me, otherwise you might die. Stay oh, with me. Look, oh, yeah, shit. Stay with go. me. You give me Beowulf, we'll go back to Angelina Jolie here. I, I oh, get yeah. it. I get the snake bite. She's like, look, this is going to be protection for you, right? Uh, but also, you're going to see a lot of crazy shit. You're going to see the world how it really is, right? Yeah, the, like, you are gonna trip balls on horseback for the next, I don't know, oh, hour oh, he back does. into the castle. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> yeah, he sees the fucking women like coming out of the trees and shit. Yeah, and... He, he sees big titty dryads popping out of the trees, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we get a nice little, uh, basically a music video with uh, <laughs> the soundtrack and the him just tripping balls walking through the forest and. <laughs> 
uh meanwhile back at the castle uh eventually he shows up and uh there's like an eagle with like a, a snake in its talons flying around mm-hmm. and drops it, the snake right by king baby but king baby's like yeah and chops it with excalibur but king right to one of the stone pillars by his posh leather throne mm-hmm. and he's like oh shit it's stuck in there shit 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 and uh, <laughs> is there a legend that literally any time the sword is in any sort of stone that you can't withdraw it? Like, or, because this is I, so barely embedded. Well, but uh, so so I mean, like there there isn't other movies where like Arthur can put it back. Oh yeah, sure. So put that back in the stone. <laughs> okay, now try to pull it. Okay, fuck now, pull it out, oh, please. <laughs> I think it's because it's a pen. It's the Pendragon's castle. Like um, it's maybe. it's their own home, so okay. like the sword's got its own power there. All right. So like, this it isn't like gotten stuck in the cave, but it does get stuck here. Okay, so this isn't like Thor and, and Molnir. This is just like because it's his castle. Okay, I'm, that, I'm that gonna makes go sense. with that because that yeah, feels we'll like it makes that. more sense. You know what? Even if it's something you just made up on the spot, I believe it. There we go. There we go, Izzy. You got a writing credit. Woo! Now. So then, um. Then a giant fucking snake comes through the oh, yes Steve's, doors and Steve's starts just scene. ripping through fucking knights and everything. Oh, like sing the song. Fucking daddy snake in the comes background. in, or mama snake, whatever. But the, the, the fucking the, because oh, look, you killed my baby. You're fucked. Yes, this giant fucking snake goes through, kills every single motherfucker everyone. in the room. Everyone except. Arthur, of course, yeah. and uh, good old uh, King Baby. He uh, he leaves the sword behind and is like, "Yeet!" Gets the fuck well, out of there. <laughs> all right. So so two things. So they kill the like I'm gonna say medium sized snake. It's a very large sized snake at the end. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Medium sized snake. Uh, but like guys, it's the rule of uh, pagans. It comes back threefold. So it comes to back three times bigger. Three mm. times bigger? I'm going to go with it. I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> this uh, is, yeah, 300 times bigger, but okay. <laughs> it's exponentially three times? Uh, a snake big enough to kill that elephant from the beginning of the movie, yeah. maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, the, this is why he had to get bit by the other snake, because she says, like, they won't, you know, they, they won't attack the their own poison or something. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, so, because, right. like, the snake considers Arthur and then, like, sees the snake bite. Or whatever, and is like, nah, you're cool. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. bro, you're high as fuck. I'm trying to keep a more organic diet. I'm not trying <laughs> I'm to not harsh your edibles. mellow dog. Like, <laughs> some people just don't handle edibles well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was the edible. Exactly. <laughs> Snake's like, nah, not today. I got shit yeah, to so, do. Yeah. So then uh, Arthur pulls the sword out of the pillar and uh, just starts dragging it along because I assume he's still tripping balls he he's walking like fucking weekend at bernie's too like he's just voodoo I'll, magic taking over him and <laughs> i get that but i'll tell you what if you cut right now for when he just drops that sword to to the the floor and it's dragging with the sparks and you cut in ronnie james dio holy diver it yeah. lines up one to one. Oh snap <laughs> holy diver <laughs> By the way, I also like that, like, it's like, oh, where'd the snake go? You get, like, a few glimpses out the window as people are, like, as we're panning, like, as people are running around panning fast, uh, the snake going down the bridge to go get the rest of the army. Yeah. Like, it's very subtle. And, again, it saves us, like, another ten minutes on the movie. Mm -hmm. Again, just filmmaking shorthand. 
Yeah, c- c- saving on that special effects budget. <laughs> that too, yeah. Yeah, so then uh, we see King Baby. He runs down to the flooded basement and he's like, Ursula, <laughs> help me! You know the price, bitch. <laughs> so then uh, he goes up the little tower in his castle and mm-hmm. uh, to his daughter's room and like, Daddy, what is that noise downstairs? It's a lot of hissing and guys being swallowed all. And... <laughs> Oh yeah, this is where we see this like just in the background the snake like yeah. in the entire army. Yeah, like out the window or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, King Baby uh, is basically like, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sweetie. Sorry for what <laughs> Yeah, skewers her and uh and Arthur's just kinda like <laughs> He's still just kind of tripping balls, walking by. Just dragging um, the sword behind him because he's mm-hmm. high as fuck. And then, and then he's like surrounded by an army. And then he has to activate god mode again. <laughs> Slices through like 20 fucking dudes and, I don't know, bends space time. And, oh god, there's the scene where he like dodges like arrows fired at him but he chops it in half grabs the the yeah. the, the oh, arrow tip and it. stabs it in another dude i'm like holy shit come it's on so like he stabs it up a dude's fucking neck he cuts a dude's spear and then takes the spear and chucks it at yeah. another dude then he just like airbenders with his sword and cuts down all of the fucking snipers with the arrows up on top of the the battlements oh it's so good yeah, it's it's pretty fucking oh. tight, guys. <laughs> so good. Yep. And then uh and then and then eventually after he like stops, there's like ten guys left and they just like yeah. deal and like, yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> we're on your side now, bro. We'll change back to shiny metal or instead of yeah, the black. They stuff just put here. their swords on the ground, they're like, Yeah, never mind. you know what, that other guy's an asshole. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, uh, Jude Law's dropping his daughter's corpse down at the lake. Fucking and, uh, King Baby, again, just stabs his daughter and, like, cries again. Like, either be the evil guy or, or don't. Oh, but then we go back to the tower and we go mm-hmm. into the area where there's that uh, the slab or whatever he's supposed to put Excalibur on to, I don't know, and, and the rule or whatever. But I don't know if you know this. It's final boss battle time, baby, because oh, the fucking yeah. Grim Reaper shit. guy's there. Yeah. All roided out and shit. The Green Knight. Wait. <laughs> yep. So is this, this is Mordor or Mordor or whatever, like, melding with King Baby, right? This is yeah, what we're... Yeah, Mordred yeah. and King Baby. Mordred kinda, and King Baby, yeah. yeah. Becoming one. They and become guys, soulmates. Yeah, and this final fight thing, it is literally like a boss battle from a video game. Like, I I kept expecting, like, a triangle and an X and stuff to pop up on the screen. <laughs> the quick time events, yeah. It's yeah. pretty silly. <laughs> it's, it's a Telltale game or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, though. I'm in. That's God it of War. It fits the rest of this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we are. God of War. Yeah, totally. Yes. But, yeah, eventually uh, Arthur gets, like, backhanded and he gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> he, like, hits that slab. It's like... <clears throat> <laughs> like John C. McGinley in Point Break. <laughs> yeah. Not doing good, man. Yeah, then he gets the uh, flashback to his dad again. And I'm like, okay, this is one way to do it. And he flashes back, and I guess he, like, catches the sword before it hits his dad. And his dad's like, you got the juice now, boy. Or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because he finally listened now, to dog. what the mage said. The mage told him, just don't don't close your eyes. Don't look away. Keep your eyes on the prize, you know. 
you, you got to rally. And then that's what he does. And he catches the sword before it falls on his dad's back. And then his dad's like, yeah, this is, this is your sword now, son. Go fuck him up. Yeah. So then he wakes up. <gasps> and he gets up and the Reaper's talking shit. He's like, you asked me once what gave me my drive. It was you. You're the one that banished me to be raised by whores. You're the one that killed my parents. You're the one that stole my kingdom. You're the one that had me live on the streets and blah, blah, blah. The reason I'm here to fuck you up is because of your own goddamn self. Right. At the end of the day, it was his own creation that killed him. Way to go, buddy. Way to go, Frankenstein. Wait. Yeah, dummy. Yeah, he, he should have done what uh, what every other monarch does. Should have uh, spoiled him rotten so he's completely useless. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just keep him there. Feed him. Get him fat. Like Hell, don't even keep him there. Go give him like a plantation somewhere with a bunch of ponies and right. yeah, as much food as he can eat. Be like, wait, there's life off, off the plantation? No, honey, this is the end of the world. No, no, you, you don't need to worry about all that. Yeah. <laughs> or just kill him in the prison cell. Either way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's so many options. Come on, King Baby, get your shit together. No. But uh, yeah, they have the little battle. Uh, eventually, uh, Arthur stabs him in the heart. <laughs> Shot through the heart. And you're... <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, uh, uh, King Baby dies there on the slab. Uh, and oh, like, as he's dying, no. Arthur like kisses oh. his hand. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> he's like, I'm going I'm to bless you because you made you make sense of the devil. And then uh, Arthur starts walking away as the towers, like, you hear, like, rumbling and shit. And then he gives a little quick quick grip on the hilt or whatever of the sword that makes the whole tower fall. It's a real, like, reverse Dark City. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't oh remember God, Dark Rufus City. Rufus should have been the king, uh, <gasps> king baby. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rufus One of my favorite <laughs> movies, by the way, Dark City. Check it out. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. But, but I will tell you this. Find somebody who's seen Dark City before and have them cut out the beginning section that spoils the entire movie. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the studio made yeah. them put that first, like, five minutes into it that explains what's going on in the story because they're like, people are stupid. They would never understand it. So my wife never saw Dark City. I took the, the video file that I had downloaded and I just excised that portion of it and that's the way she experienced it the first time. Oh, that's amazing. Nice. Yeah, that's love. Pro tip, guys. Pro tip. <laughs> Same as uh, from Dusk Till Dawn. She had no idea what kind of movie it was. So I just said, all right, oh. don't look into it. Watch it. Yeah, and we did. I, I remember the first time watching it, like for the first yeah 45 minutes or whatever, I'm like, is this the movie with the vampires and shit that the trailers made it out to be? <laughs> yeah, and then holy shit, yeah. So yeah, yeah. He, he reversed Dark Cities. It he t- just collapses the tower with the the power of his uh, fist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, tower falls. We then cut to funerals for I don't know three quarters of Camelot. Yeah. And uh, all you know, all those uh, knights that Arthur slew. <laughs> Right. Oh God! The countless and, and, Blue, and Blue's dad, you know. <laughs> yeah, weird when you think about it that way, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just but, uh, hundreds of people he killed. Well, yeah. to be fair, also probably a pyre for each of the guys the snake ate. Oh, oh God! Yeah, yeah. yeah, that there's like a <laughs> giant mass of like bones that the snake shit out somewhere in some gulch <laughs> so, or something. Just one big snake pellet that they burn. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum walks by. That is one big pile of shit. Yeah, they got little femurs and shit sticking out. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so yeah, they light the funeral pyres. Um, and then we cut to, I don't know, the next day or whatever, and the Vikings show up, and they're like, so the last guy said he was going to give us like 10,000 kids, so... Uh, yeah, we, we still uh, got that deal. Yeah. <laughs> and Arthur's like, nah, bro, you're not that guy. Oh, he's uh, just eating and ignoring the guy. He's like, yeah, nah. Have you guys seen my new table? <laughs> yeah, what are you building here? Was it a dance floor or something? A cheese fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I'm King yeah. Arthur, bitch. You know what this is. <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> oh, it's a table. One day you'll <laughs> have a wonderful cool. pizza on it. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah, and all the, all the knights get knighted, and Arthur gets kinged, and... Uh, yeah, Benavir <laughs> does all the knighting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Arthur doesn't even knight anybody. They're not even his knights. And then, yeah, in the Vikings, Arthur's basically like, look, I'm not going to give you shit. <laughs> yeah. What you can do is we can play nice and be civil, or I will fucking destroy you guys. Yeah. The choice well, is yours, basically. I'll go back to being the dude that you met the first time that cut your beard oh, off and made you look like a bitch ass. I can go back to that dude, and we can see how that goes. Or y'all can just play ball. What's yeah. up? Or we can have lunch. What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. And so they, yeah, so they, they take all... a knee. Yeah. They're like, all right, you're right. Yeah, they take a knee in protest. You know, oh, no, wait. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're basically like, hey, we're, we're cool, bro. You, you, you're going to share that hoagie? Or, yeah. And, <laughs> and then, guys, roll credits. That's King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. All right, That's I have it. one question, because it kind of has mm. to do with the scene. So the Vikings were getting 10,000 boys. What were the English getting in return? So they were the getting were like their mercenaries or something, right? No, so they were getting safe passage through the waters to the north because okay. the Vikings had uh, control over those lands. And if you didn't basically get a protection scam kind of deal with them, then they were going to sink your ships. And he's just uh, like, okay. look, bitch, no, you're not. Because you try sinking our shit, I'm going to fuck you up. All right. Sense. It's like, yeah, we'll provide you with your army that will then turn against you because there are children. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we have less children <laughs> to protect yeah. ourselves later. That, yeah, that yeah. 10,000 is a little lower now after this whole thing went down here. I don't know yeah. if you saw the snake pellet. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of kids in that courtyard for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> so, you know those kids we had in cages ready for the first show? Oh, yeah. oh shit. Yep. I have some bad news. We have a snake problem. That snake was like jackpot. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. It's like veal, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Eddie, what do you think? That was a fucking great movie. Right? Ah, yeah. Thank you. I, and I don't understand it. Okay, because I looked this up. And, oh my God, you want to talk about haters, by the way. People fucking hate this go, movie. Go on Rotten Tomatoes and look at this shit. 31 on the tomato meter, right, from the, the reviewers. But guess yep. what? If you go and you look at the, uh, the audience reviews of it, 69. Yeah! Nice. <laughs> so the audience liked it, right? I mean, more liked it than didn't like it. Again, this is just a bunch of fucking haters going out there. They don't... Like, what did you expect? Dude, it's Guy Ritchie does a fantasy movie. Yeah. If, yeah. if I just sell it to you like that, and then you watch this, there you go. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I'm sold. Yeah, guys, uh, what were you guys expecting? Charlie Hunnam is Arthur. <laughs> were you expecting, like, Laurence Olivier? Come on, this movie's fucking great. I loved the shorthand. Like, you were talking about the mo- we were talking about the movie shorthand through it. The montages, mm-hmm. yeah. Perfect, perfect execution, in my opinion, of those. Like, that is the way you turn a big two and a half, three hour fucking movie looking at you, Endgame. The Endgame's fantastic. You talk about. Any, you talk about Army of Dead or whatever. All of them, all of them. <laughs> Movies are super bloated right now. This was a great, like the the perfect use of so many of those shorthands, and mm-hmm. you still know what's going on. You're not sitting there confused unless you're just a goddamn moron, which I mean, there are some of those out there. Yeah, yeah, there's I nothing confusing movie. about this. This is the most by the book movie. Like I've seen yeah. that Dungeons and Dragons movie with the Wayne's brother in it. That was oh, way yeah. more confusing than this. <laughs> Good old Jeremy Irons and yep. Blue Lip yep. guy. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, coming soon. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I love this movie and uh more more in the fun facts about uh why I'm so so sad this wasn't a financial success. But uh we're gonna take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we have more beer, fun facts, and what we learn from oh. King Arthur, the legend of the sword. <laughs> Hey everybody, join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, Please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T. Where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free. So you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, See you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned From Movies. Hi, I'm Brendan. And I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100 to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc, etc, etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. Okay, and I'm back. Thanks. Took a second. I had to go uh, throw some new apple chips on the smoker. Yeah, yeah this, this, this part will be a lot quicker. <laughs> oh, no worries, man. I'm, you've listened to my show, man. We have some episodes oh. that are four hours, so... Yeah, yeah, I, I think I just listened to one of them the other... I, I think it was the Demon Knight one. It was like three hours and oh, 50 minutes, and I'm like... Such a good movie. So, like, three times the length of the movie? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... If you haven't listened to Nightmare Sisters yet, I definitely strongly suggest you do. Because I just, I loaded it up with every chaotic guest I could. And then just said, fucking have at it. 
And everybody, let's start drunk. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, that, that was That's the one that was like the sequel to... Uh, yeah, uh, to Sorority one, Babes right? of the Slime Bobble Arama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, listen to that one. <laughs> Love that one. Good. <laughs> well, Tim was going to die there at the end. All right. Uh, Fucking Tim. <laughs> again, the episode's three times longer than... <laughs> of course. Oh, okay. Here we go. I have a question for you, because this yeah. came up one of my other forums, since you're the horror movie expert. Mm-hmm. Are monster movies considered horror? So... I consider it a horror movie if okay. the the central element of the movie is a sense of dread, right? Okay. So if that's what we're working with, if there's like a people battening down the hatches and trying to hide or figure out a way to stop this massive destructive force, then totally. Alrighty. Yeah, so The Avengers is a horror movie. There we go. Oh, say so Vicious Lips is definitely a horror movie then. The Avengers. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I was in one of you the know Uma Thurman. No, I was kidding. Well, one of the forums yeah. I follow, <laughs> they were kid. somebody was like, you know, what was asking something about horror movies, and I recommended some. I don't even remember what, but they were like monster movie, not a horror movie, and I was like, what? Monster movies are horror, and they're like, nope. Like, so you're gonna tell me oh. Cloverfield's not a horror movie? Yeah. yeah, the Jurassic Park's not a horror movie. Jurassic Park is 100 percent a horror movie. Absolutely, absolutely, that is a classic mm-hmm. horror movie. Yeah. All right. You can just give them cause... give them the rule of porno. I'll know what it is when I see it. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Jason and Jeff and Blake. And we're the History of Bad Ideas podcast. And if you like hearing uh, geeks talk about Fisto from He-Man or zombies or dragons or zombie dragons, I was given copy to read, but it's a piece of crap. So if you just like any geek or any fun stuff, just listen. We drop every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Tangent Bound Network, or WeBeGeeksPC.com. Oh, God, I'm out of here. And remember to wear a coat. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. You better every week. Oh, babe. Steve. I don't know if you know this, but this is our 300th episode. Oh. So we got a very special beer here. <clears throat> from Red Rock Brewery, we have their... 20th anniversary commemorative series Imperial Red Ale. Mm, I I love a red ale. Love right? it. Oh, even in, an Imperial just means what, triple the booze? Yeah, triple yeah. for the... It's royal. They're yeah, at 9.5. Yeah, Imper- Imperial's basically like, yeah, we just added a shit ton more sugar, so <laughs> turned into booze. <laughs> it's, a, it's as if uh, King Baby told a red ale to do its fucking job, and so Yay! it's triple down the booze. By the way, something Steve tries to scream at his coworkers in <laughs> the most professional sense every goddamn day. Oh, that's yeah. true. I know the feeling. I've heard you feeling. scream that at the computer. <laughs> uh, so, uh, my top? Oh, his top. Nice. 
I like this is in sort of like an old school bottle too. Yeah, it's got like a like a uh, silver bullet almost. Yeah, it's like a sixteen ounce uh, Coors Banquet almost. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very very classy. And the poor. Yeah. Ooh, that is a beautiful red ale. It's quite clear. It has an off-white foamy head with a very fine bubbles on top. Fine bubbles make me happy. Wait. I have a feeling these will be dissipating quickly due to the alcohol content. Mm. The aroma is alcohol. Yeah, the, the aroma <laughs> is like shine. It is, it is strong. Ooh. This is not a subtle beer in that sense. Yeah, this is Steve's uh, got in for the sip. surprisingly light and easy. Just, uh, I mean, you get a little bit of the alcohol burn at the end, but... Uh, yeah, this is not very hop forward, just, mm. yeah, nice and mellow. Is this from 2019, I just realized? I think we got these when we first moved in. Mm-hmm. So this has yeah, been yeah, aging. Yeah, yeah, it's our 20th anniversary one, so, yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's wow. uh, been sitting for a while. Yeah, that is good. That is one of the nice things about having, like, a good solid beer collection, is uh, we're not afraid to let some of the big beers kind of sit and mellow out, and things like barley wines and imperials... They really sometimes benefit from just sitting around for like a year. Oh, yeah, especially barley wines. Like I brew stuff myself and um, yeah, like a barley wine or or a Doppelbach. Oh, my God. Oh, Doppelbach. The longer you let it just rip. Like right now I've got a five-gallon carboy full of apple vine that I made. Yeah. That's been sitting there for two months. And I'm like every every weekend I'm like I should bottle it. But I'm like I'm going to let it ride. Because I just know it's getting better and better and better. Bottle it and then stick it in the back of the closet for like a year. Like yeah. get it off the yeast yeah. so it doesn't get any weird, pick up any weird flavors. But, um, and then yeah, just like let it chill. We haven't been doing as much beer brewing since we moved in, but we did decide, like we've decided about every six months we'll just do a batch of mead. So we oh, just yeah. started uh, prying open our 2019 meads and... Ooh, that is smooth. And we've been doing, I mean, technically we've been doing a sizer, so it's uh, apple juice and honey. So mm-hmm. a f- even fancier version of like an apple pie. <laughs> uh, just just more, more sugars and stuff. And they're like, instead of water, you know, replacing it with apple juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, it, makes, it means we don't need the, as much yeast nutrient. That's true. Yeah. Delicious. Highly recommend it. Everybody get mm. a fermenter and stick it in your closet. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much effort. Not really. No. no. <laughs> Uh, would anybody be interested in any fun facts about this movie? Are they super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. You're in luck, they are. <laughs> All right, well, we already ran over the Rotten Tomatoes and how ridiculous the critics are and how the audience probably got it right. Mm-hmm. Like always. Yeah, as, as usual, yeah. Uh, $175 million budget. Mm. U.S. gross, $39 million. Ooh. Mm. Worldwide gross... 148. It was a floppity flop flop flop. Oh no. Yeah, because a little birdie told me that oftentimes that budget that you see is only half of it. The other half, whatever they spent on making the movie, they spent on marketing the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, where this got even below the budget, then it's like, oh shit, it lost like $200 million at least. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, The film went through several stages. No kidding. Uh, first, mm-hmm. uh, David Dobkin was going to direct. Yes, the director of Wedding Crashers was going what? to direct this movie originally. Why? Why? Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, it gets even better. His version was going to star Kit Harrington as King Arthur. Yes, oh John Snow. Oh my god. 
and Pompeii. That guy. Oh, Owen Wilson was going to be in this at some point. And, well, and Joel Kinnaman as Lancelot. Babe, who's Joel Kinnaman? Who's Joel Kinnaman, Steve? Remember that guy uh, played Rick Flagg in The Suicide Squad? That you were like... No, barely. Yeah, yeah, barely. Guy with no personality? The guy that also played Robocop, apparently? Mm, doesn't exist. Yeah, right? The only the only credit I will give that movie is that Hocus Pocus by Focus just shows up in the middle of that fucking movie for a mo- movie music montage for no goddamn reason. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, so that version of the movie was deemed too expensive and the actors too unknown. <laughs> yeah. Joel Kinnaman, who the fuck is that? But then uh, Colin Farrell was cast as King Arthur and wow. Gary Oldman as Merlin, but that wasn't made either. Oh, yeah, because wow. literally Merlin doesn't even <laughs> participate, so cool. Yeah, I think there's like three seconds of some like bearded dude with like 20 other people around him in the forest or something like during that opening elephant fight. That's like all okay. you see of Merlin in this movie. Well, yeah. I mean, if it was Gary Oldman, they would have had more Merlin things. They probably would have oh. gotten rid, rid of uh, Mumbles McMagey and mm. gotten Merlin. I, I think she was going to end up being Guinevere in the sequel, like, because they never give her a name, they just call her the mage, and... Oh, why would you say that? Oh, uh, babe, I don't know if you know this, this was the first of a six-film series that was oh, going to be made. Six. That should have happened. That's you know six. how fucking ballsy you are to say, like, look, I got six movies ready. <laughs> first one origin story second one we introduce guinevere and merlin so there's magic and shit third one we bring in jason statham as lancelot that's yeah! right he's gonna wear a fucking wig for this one <laughs> he's going <laughs> full zane number four they go to space yeah i don't know yeah of course <laughs> yeah. number five they go to hawaii they find a, a cursed tiki <laughs> idol yeah and then number six they get locked in a fridge no number six is their kids right their kids discover excalibur and like king arthur generations or whatever oh shit they start jumping around king arthur movies so then it's like they pop in excalibur and clive owen pops up in there as arthur (laughs) they they just like uh freaking quantum leap it yeah (laughs) scott Bakula. of course he's gonna be in it why wouldn't he Scott he could Bacula. be Merlin. <laughs> yeah, he could be Merlin. Just wear a beard, and then he pops into Guinevere's body. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, back on this movie, um, guys. I'm gonna give you three names for the audition for the role of the mage, and literally any one of them would be ten times better. Okay. Felicity Jones. Yep. You know, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, that's right. Scarlet Witch. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Again. Yeah. She and, can do uh, an indeterminate accent. Yeah. Right. And Academy Award winner Alicia Vikander. Hmm. Yeah, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Man from Uncle. I, mean, yeah. I mean, you could literally put anyone in there because the person who played the mage did nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Then you'll help. Like, <laughs> we could have replaced her with a dog. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that movie, by the way. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm the mage. <laughs> a talking dog. <laughs> mage, stop licking your butt. No. You know, my supervisor. Just running around with a staff in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so Charlie Hunnam, he had lost 20 pounds for the last season of Sons of Anarchy. And during auditions, director Guy Ritchie was very bothered by his look, though he liked his performance and asked him four times during the process about his poor physique. Hunnam said that when Ritchie brought up the fourth time, he told Ritchie, <clears throat> I'm going to do my Charlie Hunnam impersonation here. Okay. Look, dude, you keep bringing this up, the physicality. It's obviously your primary concern. 
So if you want to do away with all this auditioning bollocks, I'll fucking fight all those other two fuckers. And I know who they are. You can bring them in here. I'll fight them both. The one who walks out the door gets the job. Put them on the roll. Okay. So who are the other two? Is he talking about Colin Farrell and uh, <laughs> Kit Harrington? I guess, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but but this was when Guy Ritchie was going to cast it. So it was probably... Statham uh, and Brad Pitt. Statham and Bullet Tooth Tony. Vinnie Jones was going to be Arthur. <laughs> I love Vinnie Jones. I know he's not great, but I love him. Oh, he was going to show up in a sequel as like uh, uh what's that guy's name? Boars or whatever the He's going to play urines. Oh, yeah, good old urines <laughs> or Tristan. No. <laughs> and uh yeah, unusual for a King Arthur film, neither Merlin nor Lancelot are featured. Uh, though the former is mentioned repeatedly due to the intention of saving them for the planned sequels, for similar reasons, all references to the mage actually being Guinevere were removed during post-production. There you go. All right. So guys, we come to the real question. What did we learn from King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? Uh, Eddie, as our guest, would you like to go first? Yeah, it's very simple what I learned from this. You can't run from your past. Right. You whatever problems you have, whether it is um, that you grew up in a whorehouse or that um, you have a weird uncle that's creepy, you, you need to approach it head on. You need to face it head on and apply directly to the forehead, because at the end of the day, if Arthur had just not looked away and approached all of his problems directly None of this would have happened. Also, the war mammoths at the beginning ruled. I, I learned that as right? well. Right? Yeah. Need to be more elephants in King Arthur movies. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nothing more heavy metal than Mastodon, am I right? right. You're literally Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> With their Imagine linoleum it. knife. Yeah. I learned that I too need more elephants and, you know, mastodons in King Arthur movies, as well as I need more Kung Fu in King Arthur movies. Right? Kung oh, Fu yeah. George. Kung Fu George and <laughs> Ursula the Sea Witch. Oh my God, this movie, this movie was the movie that I apparently wanted and I had no idea. <laughs> nice. I learned uh, fear is intoxicating and uh, also... <laughs> Sometimes you just got to remind people to do their fucking job. <laughs> you didn't learn that. You are you knew that all along. I learned to do it in a Jude Law accent, though. That's true. <laughs> yeah, try that next it time. Maybe problem. it'll work. Yeah. And you can throw a cunt at the end, and it's yeah. less offensive. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, when you do the Jason Statham, we're like, do your fucking job, cunt. <laughs> you wanker. <laughs> Well, Eddie, thank you so much for joining us here on oh, our monumental you. 300th episode. Woo! I mean, just thank um, you for inviting me on. I, I had such a good time, and I love this movie. Oh, excellent. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad, glad you did. When you, when, <laughs> when you mentioned this was your first time watching it, I was like, oh, no, this could go one of two ways. <laughs> no. Oh, I we mean, were hoping you were going to love it, but there's always that chance where it's like, mm, not for me. In the Bloody Bits Pantheon, we have a rarefied air category of movie that we call a hard dicked movie. And that yes. doesn't mean a big dicked movie. This isn't some ableist sort of thing. And women, you're included as well. It could be a hard nippled movie. It could be an engorged clitoris movie. It or doesn't matter. It's all encompassing. But if you watch this movie and the feeling that you get 
from beginning to end is fuck yeah, that's a hard dicked movie, and this is a bloody bits approved hard dicked movie. Whooping. <laughs> I mean, I can give that's... you one if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Excellent. And uh, where can we find the bloody bits? Oh, you can find the Bloody Bits Horror Show anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can check us out on bloodybits.com. And for as little as $10 a month, you can get access to the blood bank at patreon.com forward slash bloodybits, which is a server that includes over 2,000 rare, obscure, weird, grindhousey horror movies, all sorts of TV shows you never knew you wanted to watch, like Dark Place or... Just craziness, craziness. Wonder shows in one of my favorite shows that's just vanished into the ether. Um, but for as little as $5 a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes. Like, we used to call them the Candace Files. Now we're calling them Hunting for Strange, where we review episodes <laughs> of uh, people going out and looking for ghosts, goblins, spooks, and, and uh, uh, all sorts of ghoulies hunting through the night. UFOs, alien encounters. Hell, we even had a real ass paranormal investigator on our last episode hunting down the Mothman. Again, that's at patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. Eddie, if you guys ever need a guest for Ghost Adventures episodes, you've got yes. two right oh. here. Oh, I've seen every episode multiple times. I put it yeah. on in the background when I'm drawing. Oh, yeah, Ghost Adventures, by the way, also on the blood bank. And if you guys want to join us for our next episode of hunting for strange, you are more than welcome. Yes, oh, absolutely. Sure. You just let us know when I don't mm -hmm. know if you know this or not, but we have had in uh, it, unfortunately it's stuck in pre-production hell, but uh, we have our show. Stephen Izzy review the food at haunted zoos and aquariums. Uh, oh, we're just we're looking it. for a few more producers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know, parks to be open. and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The world to go back. And by the way, another thing, I'm just going to promote get vaccinated and if you haven't or can't yes. wear a mask please 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 yeah. please please get vaccinated for those who actually can't don't just be a big fat fucking pussy whiny baby I have two beautiful daughters one of them is one the other one is ten they can't get vaccinated you do you do it that's right and baby if they were looking to get some uh, mask with incredible cute art on it <gasps> Is there a place they could do something like that? Yeah, Tea Public. We, uh, I'm on Tea Public under Untidy Venus. We even have everything I learned for movies masks printable over oh. there. We have our Who's He Steve masks. Oh, that's right. Our dinosaur made of the word excellent in honor of Steve. <laughs> excellent, 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 excellent. We have uh, Damn It Pickles. <laughs> that is an old throwback. <laughs> Uh, way back in the day when we used to podcast at our other house from our other tiny couch, Pickles made it a habit about 45 minutes into every single episode of jumping up and punching Steve directly <laughs> in the balls. And <laughs> so the, so damn it, Pickles got screamed quite a bit. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and you have an Etsy page or something too, don't you? I do. You can find all my art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. I also have a Patreon. I'm Untidy Venus, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I post pictures of the pets. I tell funny stories. Sometimes I post art. Uh, you get first dibs on new products. Yeah. yeah. 
And of course, you can find us and everything I learned from movies and all your favorite podcatchers. You know if you're listening to this by now. Uh, mm-hmm. But hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I learned from movies. movies. If you want to join us for an episode or give us some ideas for something mm-hmm. to do in 2022. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're just continuing our year of the character here. So. Yeah. Oh, and the year is winding down. And everybody knows if you're a patron of EILF Movies, even if you're the lowest level, Everybody who gives us their address gets a special gift at the end of the year. That's true. Mm. Get a nice little Christmas package. Yeah. It includes usually movies and stickers, art hand-drawn by the amazing <laughs> Steve. <laughs> usually right. there's some sort of um, really incredible movie we've made up. That's right. Uh, including, what was it? Uh, Banana Split starring Banana's, Jean-Claude yep. Van Damme and Amy the Gorilla from Congo. Fast Ooh. 10. Yeah. yeah, Fast 10, Lockzilla. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> been some incredible ones i guess until uh next time i'm steve and i'm izzy and i'm eddie hail satan (laughs) and this is everything Everything i learned from movies have a good night everybody hail satan good night (laughs) praise him (laughs) young man came from hunting faint and weary What is that, my lord, my dearie? Oh, brother dear, let my bed be made. Bright field, bright, of the woody nightshade.